from around the world, this is the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. We reached the Olmec tribe after three weeks of being lost in the jungle. There were about ten of us left. The Olmec was said to have a unique relationship with the jaguars. They worshipped them and believed that Ba'am could walk as men. That was what our client was looking for. Jaguars that walked like men? Who was your client? DARPA. They wanted us to study the potential of isolating certain enzymes and proteins of the jaguar and incorporating them into human DNA. Genetic engineering? In a reductionist sort of way, yes. Genetic engineering. You do recover quickly from the anaesthetic. You're the only human to ever wake up in the tank. Even the unnaturals don't recover from the anaesthetic as quickly as you. It's my gift. So this was like... the dogs from the island? This was nothing like the dogs from the island. I was in charge of this project. There wouldn't be any events like there were last time. This was my area. We were going to isolate the speed, stealth and strength of a jaguar into a serum that could be synthesized and given to an elite set of troops. You were going to inject jaguar DNA into soldiers? Actually, I think it was for the Air Force, so it would be airmen, not soldiers. Regardless, we weren't going to inject them with the Jaguar DNA. Human bodies reject any interspecies genetic mixing outright. We were going to inject them with an infinitesimal amount of the isolated enzymes that were key to the characteristics and attributes our client desired. Our hope was that the body would see these enzymes as an evolutionary leap forward and decide to accept and make them on its own. And of course, something went wrong. Do you people ever watch science fiction movies? Do you know when you experiment with this stuff, it never ends well? I would expect you to say that. Of course I would say that. Because I'm right. Again. Why is there a bandage on my head? Uh, I had to pull some fluids from your brain. That's right! You were going to take out my pituitary gland. It better still be in there. (laughs) Oh, Harry. I never said I was taking it out. I'm not a brain surgeon. My hypothesis was your miraculous healing comes from the activity in your pituitary gland. I just needed some of your brain fluids so I could run some tests against them. Brain fluids? Now you're the one being funny. My healing doesn't come from my brain. It comes from my soul. (laughs) Soul. What a cute medieval construct. You surprise me, Harry. After all the things you've seen, you still believe in a soul. Yes. It's because of my unnatural encounters that I do believe in souls. You've met Lilith and other unnaturals. Why is it so difficult to believe that we have souls? And why the hell does my head hurt so badly? Your head hurts because I stuck a needle as thick as a pen and as long as a yardstick into your brain. Supernatural beings exist. I have the one you call Finny downstairs in a tank. I met the verger, and Lilith took me on some type of spatial warp. Imagine if we could isolate that ability... We wouldn't need to rape the earth for fossil fuels. We could just think our destination and be there in the time it takes a cat to flick its ear. So anyway, empirical evidence abounds for supernaturals. Or unnaturals. Souls? Not so much. I have given this a lot of thought. As far as this experiment not ending well, let me show you something. I think you'll find it stimulating. Not really sure you're going to be able to get much of a rise out of me right now. Oh, 
I'll get a rise, love. Elizabeth removed her lab coat and stepped around to my side of the desk. She unbuttoned her blouse, tossed it on the chair, and smiled at me. Bet it's killing you that your hands are tied, isn't it? I didn't say anything, but I did test the strength of the cuffs. Elizabeth moved to the far wall and took off her pumps. She winked and dropped her skirt, leaving her in just her bra and panties. Those cuffs are titanium, as are the bolts holding that chair to the floor. I wouldn't want you to miss any of the main event. Don't suppose I can get you to leave your heels on, huh? (laughs) Not this time, darling. Now, don't blink. You're not going to want to miss a stitch. For the first time today, she and I were in complete agreement. Elizabeth turned her back toward me. She slowly unhooked her bra, smiling over her shoulder. She tossed the bra over my head. I told you I'd get a rise out of you. If this is going where I think it is, I'd really like to be more of an active participant. (laughs) You may get your wish later. Though I don't think your role is going to be as enjoyable as you imagine. Still with her back to me, she took off her panties. You're thinking dirty thoughts. You naughty boy. What will it be, Harry? The lady or the... It happened in the middle of a blink. She dropped to her knees and fell forward. As her hands hit the ground, they changed. Elizabeth Shaw, researcher and biologist, had become... A 110-pound spotted jaguar, sauntering toward me with her head low and ears back. Magic and magical people. The unnatural order is all around us. There are white witches, black witches, demons, vamps, werewolves, shapeshifters, ghosts. It's a protoplasmic party of creature features out there. But unless you know where to look, you won't find them. I know where to look. My name is Harry Strange. The jaguar circled my chair. There was an earthy, raw smell wafting from her, wild and primal. She stopped in front of me. Elizabeth, are you in there? Can you hear me? The jaguar reared back and put her paws on my knees, bringing her head and her foot-long canine teeth inches from my eyes. Her breath smelled like roadkill. Good kitty? The jaguar's blue eyes were hypnotic. She was looking at me the way a... well, a cat looks at a mouse. I knew her jaw could crush my skull to ash, and her teeth could tear me into little chunks of hairy meat. We stared at each other for a moment. Her nose twitched. The jaguar licked me, the barbs of her tongue rupturing the flesh on my face like it was paper mache. It felt like a belt sander was shredding my skin. Blood flowed freely from a hundred little tears. She jumped off me and went behind the chair. I didn't like not knowing where the jaguar was. So what do you think, Harry? Still feeling enthusiastic? I... you cut my face. Don't be such a baby... A harder lick from her and she would have rendered the flesh from your bones. Her? I still think of the jaguar in the third person. I must know how you heal yourself. Why do you care about how I heal? Doesn't the cat heal itself? I mean, that's how it works with werewolves. Elizabeth was dressed and standing at the corner of her desk, her hand resting on top of Freud's head. It does speed up my healing. However, the metamorphosis is slowly killing me. The stress it puts on my heart and organs is raising all the wrong enzymes in my body. I'll probably have a terminal coronary event in the next six months if I don't get this metamorphosis under control. Well, it would seem to me that if you stop the metamorphosis, you stop the damage. Stop changing. 
It's not quite that simple. First off, if there is a full moon, I change. I can't control it yet. Secondly, sometimes I change without meaning to, generally in times of great stress, though I've been able to control most of these events through pharmaceuticals. And finally, when I'm her, it's a feeling of freedom and power that no human knows. Mm, you eat when you're hungry, and you sleep when you're tired. It's impossible to understand the thrill of the chase until you've done it as the jaguar. You can smell the fear of your prey's blood. Every sense is heightened. It's like your one giant nerve ending. It's better than sex, Harry. Oh, you have to experience it to understand it. Sometimes I change into her just to get that feeling. Do you hear yourself, Elizabeth? You want to dissect my brain so you can continue to get a rush and feel the power of a jaguar? What about the killing she does? Night Falls is littered with the people you murdered. I am working to control that urge, and I was selective in the people the jaguar killed. They were mostly petty criminals, the homeless, prostitutes, the dredges of society. We are talking about an evolutionary leap forward for humankind here, Harry. There will need to be sacrifices, said the sociopathic scientist. Even if I could give you my healing ability, I wouldn't. You sound like a junkie. See? I knew you wouldn't understand the work I'm doing. The work you're doing? Seriously? What's the end game? Sell this serum to the Air Force? Make a billion dollars? Only if there is a way to synthesize your healing gene with the Jaguar extracts. I wouldn't subject anyone else to this, even considering how good it feels. So there might be a tiny bit of moral compass in there after all. Let me go and we can discuss this. The cuffs on my wrists opened. I stood up. Well, that was easy. Where are my clothes? A hidden panel behind Elizabeth's desk slid open. My clothes, jacket, and dagger of Yago were all hanging there. You're being uncharacteristically agreeable. I'm not the villain, Harry. I'm doing good works for the benefit of humankind. This is my show of good faith. You're just going to let me walk out of here? I'd rather you stay and help me figure out what makes you tick. But I'm not the kind of woman who begs a man to stay. What's your game, toots? I've given you your clothes and your freedom. Am I missing something? Well, no, I suppose not. Before you go, there is one thing you should know. Here it comes. You are going to be cross with me. Why would I be cross with you, Elizabeth? Perhaps you should sit down. Why? So you can recuff me? I'm fine standing. The work I'm doing is very important, and I don't require your approval. I truly need to understand if you are the cure for the stress of the change. So, I took the liberty of injecting the Jaguar serum in you whilst I was extracting your brain fluids. What? Keep calm. It's the only way to know for sure if the metamorphosis affects you the same way it affects me. When were you going to tell me? I just did. There isn't any way to know how the serum will affect me. It may not affect me at all. Then I've still learned something, haven't I? No, because my body isn't like anyone else. I was... Touched by an angel. Yes, I know. An angel who abandoned you and let your friend die. I am surprised she let you keep that power. Speaking of which, your face is fully healed. Huh. So it is. My healing is tied to Gabriella's grace, not the status of my relationship with her. Which means you'll never be able to isolate it. I have a feeling your vesicular monamine transporter is the key, not some mystic grace of God. You're insane. No, I'm driven. This serum is amazing. Miraculous, if you will. 
We are so close. Close to what? Humans who stalk each other and use giant litter boxes? No. The next step in human evolution. Speed, power, living in balance with nature. What if I kill someone? An innocent. Is that evolution? I seriously doubt you will kill anyone. You're such a boy scout. You'll probably stick to rabbits and squirrels. Hey! You don't gotta be so rough. Wait a second. What's that smell? It smells like Harry Strange in here. I hate that smell! Finny! I don't ever recall being so happy to see that little lawn gnome. I ran over to hug him. That enthusiasm was short-lived. Ugh. It is you, Strange. Are you here to finish the job this time? As I recall, it was your fault I was ambushed. Hey, I came back for you. And I tried to find you as soon as I could. Yeah? Well, forget it. If this is the reason you people are releasing me, I'll just go back to the tank now. You're not going anywhere, foul one. I got a foul one for you. Ah! You bastard! You just wait, pal. I'm gonna stick that cattle prod up your ass where the sun don't shine. I'd love to see you try, freak. I'll turn your flesh into maggot bait. Juan raised the cattle prod again. That's enough. Juan will escort you and Finny topside. After that, he will drive you to the airstrip. Finny and Juan stepped through the door. When they were out of earshot, I leaned in close to Elizabeth. This isn't over. No, Harry. Not by a long chalk. But this chapter is. Have a wonderful flight back to the States. Good day. Is this elevator ride going to end soon, Juan? What's the matter? Cat got your tongue? Juan shot me a look that would have killed a lesser man. The strong, silent type. Funny. I thought of you and your partner as the bumbling sidekicks. How's he recovering? I caught him pretty good with that bust. How many stitches did it take to seal up his head? The only reason you were able to put Rico down is because you caught him off guard. I think that whole macho Latino thing is a bit overblown. I think the same about you, Mr. Strange. Do you have any idea how long Miss Shaw has been looking for you? How many resources were wasted in hunting you? And after all that, she's just letting you and your freak go free? Hey! You're just jealous, Juan. Oh yeah, I can see it. Working so close to her. Her sergeant at arms. But she's never given you a second thought, has she? That's why you're so free with the cattle prod. It's the only release you get. You should shut your mouth, Strange. According to the light indicator, we were nearing the top level and we had traveled about 40 floors. So Juan, about a mile underground? Why do you care? You know, you should really be nicer to me. Why? Because I'm the only one on this elevator who doesn't want to tear off your skull and stuff your brains down your throat. <laughs> who, him? The freak? We made sure he can't do much more than complain like a little bitch. I don't know. He looks pretty tough to me. Juan turned to look at Finny and I cold-cocked him on the side of his head. As his legs were collapsing under him, I smacked him across the bridge of his nose with my forearm. I watched the lights go out in his eyes. What the hell, Strange? I wanted to take this one down. Sorry, you can get the next one. Hang on a second. I got a little something for him. Okay, tough guy. I think you made your point. Juan pissed himself. Happy now? Why are you doing this, Strange? They were sending us home! She still has something of mine down there, and I want it back. You keep the cattle prod. I'll take his gun. The elevator doors opened at street level. Well, street was relative. There was a single-lane dirt road that looked as if it would flood at the first sign of rain. Beyond that was forest. A jeep was parked outside the door. Where the hell are we, Finny? 
<clears throat> I don't know. I was unconscious with multiple head wounds when they brought me in here. You remember, right? After you watched me take a hundred arrows to the head. That's not quite how it happened. I tried to save you, but Fiona took me away before I could do anything. Oh, how come you never told me you were married? M married? What are you talking about? Some woman came to my office a couple of months back. Said I had to find her honey poo. Honey poo? That's the kind of thing that can ruin a fellow's reputation. Honey poo? Oh, no. You didn't tell her where I was, did you? I didn't know where you were. Some weird unrequited love thing going on? Yeah, something like that. I, uh, um, you know, it's a long story. You see, Save you know, it. We need to fix this first. We? I don't think so, Strange. I'm making like a preacher and getting the hell out of here. Hmm. What the? Why am I still here? I seem to be having some performance issues. Yeah, it's not you. They neutralized your powers because they didn't want you winking out on them. Are you kidding me? How the hell do I fix this? Guess we both need to head back downstairs. You're some kind of piece of work. You know that, Strange? Only you would go back after the bad guys that set you free. I hate you. Not the elevator. Someone is monitoring that. Did you hear anything that I said? Yes, and I'm ignoring it as usual. The level we were on had an elevator entrance and a stairwell, a restroom and some workstations. We were running in circles. That's two laps, Strange. Elevator or stairs? Pick one. Stairs. It's gonna be a long walk. Did you hear that? Yeah, I did. The elevator slid open and a... Are you kidding me? A leopard? It's a jaguar. And it's looking like it's going to attack one of us. Well, that's easy. Yo, here, kitty, kitty. Eat Strange. Just keep backing up. I don't think so. I've been poked in places that ought not be poked, and these bastards have looked into my brain. I'm not backing down from this overgrown furball. Not while I got this! Finney stepped forward and jammed the cattle prod at the jaguar's ear. The cat hunched backward. Come on, you! I'll give you another taste of this! Finney fired the cattle prod in the air. The jaguar hesitated. Don't tease the kitty, Finney. Screw that, Strange. If this furball packages one of them anal-probing egghead pets, then I'm starting with him and working my way up. That's not a good plan. Do you got a better one? The jaguar jumped, his front paws reaching out toward Finney. I raised Juan's gun while Finney tried to scramble backward away from the cat. Two shots of the forty-five caught the cat in his chest, the third in its head. It was enough to knock the cat's head away from Finney, but not his body. Two hundred pounds of jaguar landed on Finney and knocked him down. Oh, get this pussy off of me! In less time than it takes to blink, the jaguar changed into a naked and dead Juan. Two holes the size of a fist were in his chest. The top half of his skull was gone. His arms and legs were wrapped around Finney like a lover's embrace. Oh, Christ! Hurry up, Strange! I feel his seepage! Come on, don't be such a baby. Like you haven't had a dead guy on top of you before. That was different. I was a lot younger, and he said he loved me. What are you talking about? Uh, nothing. Not nothing. Forget about it. Let's get the hell out of here. Where were you going? Downstairs. You still think that's the best plan? Do you have a better one? Yeah. Yeah, I do. We take that jeep, head to the airstrip, and get on the plane waiting for us. Do you really think there's a plane waiting for us? Okay, then. Let's go. I'm gonna hate myself for this. Forty flights of stairs are tough, 
even going down. What's the matter, Strange? Knees can't keep up? No one stopped us at subfloor 40. I was pretty sure they would have cameras, but if my plan was successful, it wouldn't matter. I'm just gonna wait right here. That's one way the plan might work. I've got a better idea. You come with me. You act like you don't trust me, Strange. And that hurts. After all we've been through. I don't need you poking the jaguars at my back. Remember, you don't have your unnatural powers. You're just a funny-looking little man with a bad attitude and a rancid odor. Let's go. Finney led the way. He may have been without his magic, but he still had his hearing. Twice now, he directed us to hide as people approached. I didn't hear them until they were almost on us. We were standing outside of Elizabeth's office, Finney with his ear to the door. Well? It's strange, strange. I can't tell. It's like there... It's, it's like there's some noise dampening spell in there. Okay. I didn't want to do it this way, but we don't have a choice. I drew Juan's gun. Move, Finney. I opened the door and pointed my gun at Elizabeth's empty desk. Finney stepped in behind me and closed the door. I turned left and pointed my gun at the two women standing there. Then I turned right and pointed my gun at the two men standing there. Holy frijoles! Everybody is naked! Well, hello, ladies! Finney, shut up. I promise you this isn't going to end like a porno. Wait a minute. They're just standing there. The panel behind Elizabeth's desk slid open and Elizabeth stepped out. I aimed my gun at her. They are waiting for a word from me, Mr. Finney. Harry, I really didn't think you'd be foolish enough to try to storm my castle. That's what I tried to tell him. Well, you know me, Elizabeth. Leap and then look. This is very easy. Give me my finger and I'm gone. Your finger? Screw that! I want my powers restored! I am not the wizard, gentlemen. I don't grant wishes or requests. Mr. Finney, we installed a sort and copper-based implant in that tattoo we placed on your wrist. It's unlikely you will ever be able to reverse the effects. Don't look so glum. It's only your high-level processes that we've neutralized. You still have your lower-level functions. And most likely, you'll still live forever. Are you kidding me? I'm as useless as one of your hairy apes now. Careful, Mr. Finney. There aren't any apes in this room. Well, other than Harry. You mean this tattoo? I'll have it removed. You may try, but the effects of that special ink have long since bonded with your DNA. The tattoo is no longer the problem. As far as your finger, Harry, you have a perfectly good one in its place. Why risk coming back for one little piece? Last time someone got a hold of my DNA, they tried to build a new me. Almost succeeded. Yes, I recall reading about that in the files. No, Harry, it's all we can do to have one of you stumbling about. We are not planning to make another Harry strange. And I'm just supposed to take your word for it. Doesn't matter to me. You are getting on that plane. Not without my finger and this... this curse taken from me. The fingership has sailed. That's just the way it is. And the serum is already bonding to your DNA. That can't be changed. Accept it. I drew the hammer back on my gun. I don't accept that. There's always another option. Will you shoot us all, Harry? There are five of us. Are you that fast? I just have to shoot you. The rest of the pack will obey. So, if I understand your premise, you will shoot me, even though I am the only one who knows where your finger is. You've come all this way to murder the one person who can get you what you want. That defies logic. Well, you know me and my impulse control issues. We appear to be at a standoff. You know what I don't get? 
four naked people. What are they going to do? Dangle at us? Finny, no! Finny charged the closest man. He held the cattle prod out in front of him like a magic wand. Before Finny could reach the man, he and the others had changed into jaguars. Son of a bitch! I shot at the one Finny attacked. I grazed his snout. It was enough to make him step back and give me a chance to grab Finny and dive behind one of the couches. What the hell, Finny? I had this under control. Your rescue sucks, Strange. I was better off down in the tank! That's still an option. I stood up and fired at the closest cat. They all stepped back. I looked at Elizabeth's desk. She was gone. Four jaguars surrounded us. That meant Elizabeth wasn't among them. What's the plan, Strange? I'm working on one. The sound of the gun seemed to hold them back. How many shots you got left? There were three upstairs. One when the jaguar turned. Another one. Just now. Uh, one? One? It's a forty-five long colt. More bang per bullet. But it's only a six-shooter. Who carries a six-shooter? What is this, Dodge City, you Matt Dillon-looking mother- Probably more effective than a forty-five auto against jungle animals. Next time, just leave me behind, okay? I'll have a better chance of surviving. You are the most- ah! Help me, Strange! It's got me! One of the jaguars grabbed Finney's ankle and was pulling him away from the cover of the couch. I stood up. I fired at the cat's head. It jerked Finney to the left, tossing him over like a voodoo doll made of straw. The bullet missed the cat's noggin by inches. Finney slid into the wall. It sounded as if his head cracked when he hit. Three jaguars surrounded me. This didn't look good. What? Where am I? Jaguars. Where's Finney? Where's my gun? Whoa there, fella. You've got more chemicals in you than Keith Richards. Lie back and relax. Amanda? Is that really you? Yep. Casts and all. Where am I? Our Lady of Perpetual Sorrow Hospital in Night Falls. How did I get here? You were in a small plane crash outside of Night Falls? I guess they called Lieutenant Johnson and he called me. The weird little guy you were flying with checked himself out the other day. Vinny? I guess. You have some strange wounds. Not the kind usually associated with airplane crashes. What do you mean? Well, most of them have healed, but look here, on your arm. You can still see the traces of it. Looks like a giant cat scratch. Hmm, so it does. Anything you want to talk about? Not particularly. I am so tired. How are you doing? Down to my last cast. Should be tap dancing in a couple of weeks. Hmm, that's nice. How is he? Jesus! Who the hell are you? You scared me. Oh, Harry. My poor, confused champion. Champion? Are you the angel? Things are going to get much worse for him, I fear. You are the angel. I am. Rise and toss away that cast, Amanda Summers. You are healed, and you are needed. I... I... You don't believe, do you? I don't. I'm sorry. Believe this, Amanda Summers. He will need you in the next few months. I'm sorry, your royal high angelness. But you were mistaken. Harry doesn't listen to me at all. We don't like each other very much. You will need to put that aside, child. I will help you as I can. But it is no less than the fate of the world that is in your and Harry's hands. I don't understand, Angel. Angel? 
Where did you go? Hmm. What did you say, Amanda? The angel... <sighs> Nothing. Go back to sleep, Harry. Why can't it ever be just a regular thing with you, Harry Strange? Harry Strange, Episode 310, Kitty Eats Strange, was written by Tony Serechia and directed by Jason Tyler. Sound designed by Molly Silverman. All material is copyright by Tony Serechia and used with his permission. Featured in tonight's cast were Emma Green, Kellen Stennett, Michael Donnellan, Jason Tyler, Laura Corliss, and Leanna Adams. To keep up with the latest news and information on everyone's favorite private investigator, visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash harrystrangeradio. Send your questions, comments, and suggestions to producer at harrystrange.com. For comments that may be included on future shows, call the listener hotline at 678-379-8669. That's 678-379-TONY. Harry's opening and closing theme music was written and performed by Ryan Lassard and is copyright by Ryan Lassard and used with his permission. Contact Ryan at rlassardmusic at gmail.com. Incidental music was written and performed by Kevin McLeod and is copyright by Kevin McLeod and used with his permission. Visit incompetech.com for more of Kevin's music. Sound effects licensed by soundsnap.com. For the Harry Strange Radio Drama, I am Joanne Pruden. Good night. Hello, my name is Charlie Chandler, and I'm the chair of our local charity charter chapter. For the past two decades, our organization has hosted a special charity dinner consisting of chicken chimichangas. These charity charter chapter chicken chimichanga chowdowns have brought quite a bit of change to deserving charities. But this year, we're in an unfortunate situation. Because of cutbacks, our charity charter chapter cannot afford to purchase chicken chimichangas for our annual chowdown. Therefore, we've decided to hold a special Save Our Charity Charter Chapter Chicken Chimichanga Chowdown Chicken Chimichanga Chowdown, where all the proceeds will purchase chicken chimichangas for the next charity chicken chimichanga chow down so please come to the save our charity charter chapter chicken chimichanga chow down chicken chimichanga chow down and chow down on some chicken chimichanga so your change lets us purchase more chicken chimichangas for future charity charter chapter chicken chimichanga chow downs i'm charlie chandler chair of the charity charter chapter ciao